Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831 that little chico pit boom, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Bobo, you know that you can get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on Negative to Positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how our life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. It is officially 2020, so you know what that means. It's time for our most anticipated movies of 2020 list here on Movie Talk. Get ready for all the hot stuff coming your way this new year. Hello and welcome back to Collider Movie Talk for 2020. Happy New Year, everyone. I hope you have, you're having a wonderful day celebrating today. I hope you had a great New Year's Eve last night. We, of course, cannot kick off the new year with anything other than our most anticipated movies of the year list. And I'm going to have the pleasure of talking to Darina and Steve about that today. The pressure's on, guys. Steve, especially. This is set in stone for the rest of your life. These three movies will follow you around forever. I'm ready. <laughs> I am also ready. Okay. I and like I am, the confidence and, 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 here. And since we are in the future, I would like to say that I'm probably hungover. But Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah, I think we're all feeling your yes. pain a little bit right now. All right. So we each picked three. I think we could each pick many more than three. But we don't want to be here for hours and hours and hours on New Year's Day. So here we go. Steve, I am uh, going to put you out there first. Pick one of your titles to share with the audience. Absolutely New Mutants. <laughs> I'm just joking. I, I'm I was no, I'm like, joking. I don't want to see it. I'm don't joke. Because no. I was actually semi-tempted to put yeah. it in the list just yeah. because I've grown more and more curious over yeah. the years. Look, look I, I, I'm joking around about New Mutants, because uh, who knows if it's even going to be released. Yeah, that's like, a I think, good point. I, I personally think that we will never see this film. Aww. I think it's going to be pulled from the schedule. And uh, so... So anyway, but I was joking about New Mutants. I really don't think it ever sees the Wait, light you of really day. Think it's, you think it's going to get pulled? Yeah, I 100% think it's going to be pulled and you're just going to lose it because the, the title is so... The New Mutants is a great franchise yes, for Marvel, 
uh, for the future now that they have it back. And if you release this movie, you are putting out a new Mutants movie with this cast, these characters, and then you can't get it back to do what Kevin Feige might want to do with it down the road. It's a lot of money to put in the trash, But it's though. already been, yeah, 60 to 100 million. Okay. But in the scheme of things, it's like... Uh, no, I, I, I hear you, and it's possible, but I feel like with the cast as well, it's such a great cast that it's... It, I feel like they've released so many crappy movies before. Why wouldn't they just try to make some money off or of this? Or just like drop it on Hulu or something. Well, that, exactly, like streaming. I think, yeah. I think that if anything, it can be a Hulu premiere. Won't be on Disney Plus, but I think it's stronger for the brand to actually just dump the movie Ooh. and start again. But so enough about my new mutants All thing. Right. <laughs> uh, my number one movie has to be Tenet, uh, Christopher Nolan's Tenet. I can't believe you didn't watch the trailer for it. How did you hold yourself back? Is it because you'd want to go in completely blind? I I think that, listen, it's my... Nolan makes these masterful... When he's making a movie like this, I mean, I think Interstellar, Inception, The Prestige, he's made some movies that I absolutely love. And no one... I mean, he's one of the few filmmakers that can get $200 and make an original film and... You know, I mean, I'm so anticipating it. And the problem with the marketing is, and you guys are smart movie fans. Everyone out there is a smart movie fan. These trailers are designed for people that go to the movies twice a year. Mm -hmm. All of us, we learn too much from these trailers. And Mm -hmm. I have this memory where if I see a frame in a trailer, I will always be waiting to Mm -hmm. see it in the movie. And so if I can avoid the trailer... I can enjoy the movie that much more. I appreciate you calling us smart movie fans, but I, at least, am a smart movie fan with no willpower whatsoever, so I will always watch the trailers. And right. I am a dumb movie fangirl, so I watch the crap it. out of that trailer. <laughs> Dorina, what's your first pick? Uh, Dune. Uh, I am dying to see this movie. Uh, I am a huge fan of Denis, as all of us smart or dumb fan films uh, or films fans of film are. It's that was New a mouthful. Year's Day. You're allowed that. I'm so tired. Uh, but um, I think Denis is one of the craziest, most amazing, talented uh, directors out there right now. And I'm very sad that as much as I still think the original Blade Runner is greater than the sequel, I I think the sequel is groundbreaking in how it looks. And so I cannot wait what he does with the world of Dune, which is a franchise that I grew up loving. I didn't hate the David Lynch movie like everyone did. I think it's fun. It's silly. But I'm excited to see a serious, you know, crazy cinematic take on this. Also, Hans Zimmer is the freaking composer. And it's similar to Blade Runner 2040 with Benjamin Walfish, so I'm very excited about that. And the cast is crazy. Everybody is in this movie. So good. Even like Zendaya, Timothy Chalamet, Chalamwao, Chalamiao. Everybody's in this. (laughs) Yeah, very excited. Um, I am curious, though. What do you think this movie's chances are to actually, you know, kind of capture the general movie-going public and not super intense fans of the source material? Well, I hope that's... I'm kind of sad... Because I hope that what happened to Blade Runner 2049 yeah. doesn't happen to do. There's, there's no chance that that's going to happen. I think that the problem with Blade Runner 2049 is that you had – everyone knew it was a sequel. Right. And the problem is that a lot of people haven't seen Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. And a, in the back of your brain, you it's hard to go see a sequel to a movie when you've never seen the original. So the deck is kind of stacked. The thing about Dune is it's – it's not a sequel. Mm-hmm. It's a basically a remake, but it's a new version. Mm-hmm. You have this insane cast. You're going to have crazy visuals. It's going to probably be reviewed. I mean, if it, if it delivers the goods, it's going to have incredible reviews, the most insane cast, and it's the first of a planned maybe trilogy. I, I think that the chances for this movie to do well are, are 
high. I really hope so. It's also more than just on the big screen. And and I hope it, I mean, it's also coming out, I believe at the end of the year. So that's usually, that's more promising, especially for Oscar seasons and all of that. So that's why I hope it does well. Uh, But I'm, I'm dying to see this movie. I want it now. Like I, I, there's no other movie that I've been this excited about since they announced it, especially with the director and the team. I love hearing that enthusiasm. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. I'm just, you know how obsessed I am with box office, so I always get very concerned, especially with a filmmaker that I admire, like Denis. I want his work to get out there and to be so widely accepted, so I hope they manage to break through with this and actually, you know, make the big bucks because he deserves it. I really have a lot of confidence in this because it's going to look and feel and sound unlike anything else out there. Mm -hmm. It's going to be original. It's going to be and be huge. And I really think that come December when it's released, um, I really have a lot of faith in it, especially if it's good. Mm-hmm. Well, and also, I mean, there's so many reboots and re- reimagined, uh, uh, you know, franchises out there. But I feel like with Dune, it's been so long now that it's time. The similar, I mean, it's, it, the similar thing goes with Blade Runner. But you're right that it's not, uh, it, it's just not as, it's a cult classic more so. Whereas Dune, you have the, the books and you have the franchise world. So hopefully, you're right. It, it also has something that you can't underemphasize, which is the title. Dune. It's four letters. It's one word. It's cool. And there's going to be a ton of people that are going to go see this movie that have no idea that there was an orig- a movie made by David Lynch. Right. They're going to have no idea that it's based on source material. They're just going to, you know, see this cast and say, you know. That's the hope, too. And when you look at that cast, I feel like there's there's something for every single demographic, yep. too. I mean, you know, maybe I'm I'm stopping short of calling this a four-quadrant film because I don't think it's family-friendly for the super little ones out there, but I really do think that there is someone that just about everyone out there in that cast mm-hmm. that they're going to say, I love that person, so I'm going to see their movie no matter what it is. So I mean, every superhero in is in this movie. <laughs> Everybody's in this movie. Jason Momoa, Sandeya, like everybody. It's crazy. So that they're, they no, no, they bring people to movies that it's cast. Gonna, I'm sure. telling you, let's. What's the? You gave me a good transition there because here's another movie that like everyone's in, or at least has a pretty epic ensemble. It's Birds of Prey. I am so thrilled about that movie. I love, love, love that ensemble. Everything we've seen so far has looked so badass, colorful, fun. It's got so much energy to it. That's kind of what I'm hoping for in the full feature now, mm-hmm. just kicking off the year because this is a February release with something that's that's a blast that has that infectious energy. And I just love seeing projects where a big star like Margot Robbie, she's not even just like the star. She's not the, just the headliner of the movie. She's been working on that as a producer. She mm-hmm. kind of spearheaded that whole initiative. She wanted Harley Quinn to get her own story. And when someone like Margot Robbie believes in a project like that, I'm going to get behind it too. So I want great success for everyone involved. And I want to have so much fun with that movie. I agree. I actually, out of as, as much as I'm excited for other superhero movies next year like wonder woman obviously 1984 this is probably the one i'm most excited about because it seems like if dc and warner brothers keep doing this where they don't really care about connecting their films and they're just doing a quality original film i this this is this has a great opportunity to do that especially like i love the trailer i think it looks crazy Mm -hmm. and it, it looks bat shit crazy is what i should say i feel like the more bat shit crazy that movie goes the better agreed what do you think steve i saw I'm really excited for it. At CCXP, um, I guess a week or two ago, um, yeah, uh, I saw the opening of the movie. So they showed the first, I want to say the first eight or ten right. minutes. I don't, I don't remember what it was. But what you were saying earlier, which is it, it looks different than everything else in terms of the colors, in terms of just everything. Uh, and 
it looked like it was having a lot of fun, and I'm really optimistic that they can deliver. And I like the whole cast, and and uh, Ewan McGregor, uh, mm. like he just looked awesome. He, he does. really does look like a badass. Yeah, that's he, one he heck of a awesome. character poster. Yes. All right, you already brought up Wonder Woman 1984 yeah, yeah. briefly, so I feel like that's the perfect tee up for you, Steve. I, I was hey, say, what's your next movie? Exactly, it's uh, Wonder <laughs> Woman 1984. Uh, I couldn't be more excited for this sequel. I think that all the elements. I really dug the first movie with a terrible third act. I hated the CGI villain, Mm -hmm. and I think that if that CGI villain had not been in it, the movie would have just been unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very optimistic that there's no CGI villain in this one. Uh, At CCXP, speaking of that con, uh, they showed us the extended trailer, so I got to see a minute more of footage than what you guys have seen. And the minute they showed us was all action. Mm -hmm. And what they... I mean, I want to... The action we saw was so awesome. Like, I just want to tee up one little sequence, which was, remember when there's the tank scene and she's going, like, there's a, 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 a Chris Pine is driving. Mm-hmm. She's jumping what appears to be from his car past the tanks. And this guy in front is firing this, like, hard cannon bullet thing and the bullet's going and it goes flying by her and as she's in air she watches the bullet go and she uses the lasso to swing back and catches the bullet like right before it hits like the windshield of the car Mm -hmm. like that's some of the kind of the stuff that they showed us or there was more you just almost made me sing the theme i was like (laughs) oh it was awesome and then there was more with uh, them going after pedro's character uh like it was just the footage was fantastic and I'm I'm just so excited for what they're cooking up. Yeah, I really want to see them keep the bar just as high and probably go a little beyond that. Because I'm with both of you. I really loved Wonder Woman, the first movie, but that third act was a swing and a miss for me. But I got a lot of faith in this one, and I really just applaud any kind of, I don't know, franchise or series within a franchise that makes a movie one way and then takes a step in a different direction in mm-hmm. order to build that franchise, build that character. I feel like going to the 80s and really embracing that mm-hmm. vibe is one of the smartest moves they can make and I don't know hopefully hopefully she sees it through to fruition in a really great way but I want to know more about Pedro's character so badly I want to know more about how uh, Chris Pine comes back I want to see Kristen Wiig in action so we have seen so little of her thus far but I'm cool with what I've gotten so far so I just want to I want to see her go big yeah sure I got it oh sorry no go ahead I was just gonna say but like I don't know if we want to do spoilers or not, but like the reason I don't watch marketing Mm -hmm. is I I, I try not to watch a lot of trailers unless I have to. I watched that Wonder Woman trailer, 1984, the three and a half minute version that I saw in Brazil. And I think I pretty much put the movie together from that footage. And it's like, that's what I'm trying to say about why I don't want to watch the Tenet trailer because I'm going to put the movie together and I'll freely tell you what I think happens based purely on the trailer, but I think I'm going to be right. So I don't know if you want me to like, I, I, I'm with you. That's why I don't like, that's why I watch trailers like once. And then I, cause I don't want to be spoiled and I want to enjoy, especially the big cinematic sequences. I want to see that for the first time on the big screen. Right. So I don't, I don't want to know. Do not tell me. You can tell Perry after good the show. For, good for you guys. <laughs> oh, <laughs> good for you. Like I'm the exact opposite. No. I will watch it because it's not even just about the excitement for a movie. It is right. a lot that, but I also just like I have such a great appreciation for someone who can cut a very effective trailer. Totally. Whether it's a trailer that has a wait, lengthy wait, scene. Wait, wait, wait. If you have a 
150 to 200 million dollar budget and you cannot cut a fantastic looking trailer no. you have a real problem it's, but that's like saying that's like saying someone who can read sheet music can just you know improvise music it's it's a feeling like oh, have no. you ever cut Absol- something to the beat of the music it's like this this instinctual feeling that you can't explain or write out instructions to on a piece of paper that right. just feels right especially if you're editing to new orders blue monday because that was an excellent remix whoever did that really well done that got me super excited for the movie as much as i'm we're kind of a little bit tired of superhero movies i really hope because i completely agree with you guys wonder woman was mostly amazing little crappy at the end but this could be the winter soldier of dc right like this could be like what it it looks more fun than winter soldier but winter soldier i feel like it's it's one of the better sequels and winter soldier is amazing superhero franchise ever right so so that's what i'm hoping for in this case and you got everything you need you got the cast you got the 80s like you got nothing to lose so i'm excited do not tell me anything steve i will tell perry off camera (laughs) after this please do i'm curious look look, i agree with you it is an art form cutting a well-cut trailer and the wonder woman 19 trailer is phenomenal and the longer as i don't mean to beat on this but the longer version is even better but uh i'm just saying when you have a lot of visuals to work with you can and you have a song it's you know it's a lot lot different when than when you're cutting a movie for a five million dollar movie you know like it's just you don't have as much to work with in terms Mm of the spectacle maybe you don't have as much spectacle to work with but do you have so many like cope corporate overlords to listen to that are like picking apart your edit i don't know there's probably ups and downs on both sides that's true yeah, there's always the corporate overlords sure. what, everything. Really? What is your, so move it, what's your number thing? Number uh, mine is actually I wanted to pick something from the horror category, and so no. I'm, I'm really excited about Candyman, <laughs> which I know Barry is too. I am very excited about Candyman. So I was so happy when I saw your list yeah. because I wanted to include a couple more horror items uh-huh. on the list, and I felt really bad about not picking Candyman, but you got it covered. Oh, good. See, I got you. <laughs> uh, no, uh, Candyman uh, is what actually my favorite, other than Suspiria, it's my favorite horror score ever uh, by Philip Glass and I feel like with uh, the Suspiria remake which I loved shockingly uh, I was very shocked by how much I loved it I'm very excited to see if they can do the same thing with this where they can upgrade it to the modern era and also add new story elements that were crazy whatever they did with Suspiria is amazing you guys need to watch it if you haven't but um, Jordan Peele's involved right he's producing Mm -hmm. the movie so there's no way it's going to be bad the director is already great Uh, I don't know if you guys saw uh, her movie Little Woods, I believe, from early this year or that's, last year. That's one of the ones that I miss that's uh, sitting at the top of my, uh, my to-watch pile right okay. now. Well, her name is Nia, I believe. Nia DaCosta is yeah. the director. And um, additionally, you got also Tony Todd is apparently coming back. So that's awesome. Tony Todd is one of the greatest human beings on this planet. Agreed. <laughs> He's a horror lover that loves cats, and I'm pretty sure all three of us can applaud that. Agreed. Yes. <laughs> it no a cat person too. No, soon. I don't know anything oh about cats. My. Oh my! Well, you should watch. I the don't movie. know if we're going to get through the rest of this show because you've brought up cats, to Steve. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I, we, you know, I don't have any cats. I think you should watch. Wait, it. wait. Can I just? I seriously want to sing his praises for just a couple of seconds here. He is one of the best cat owners, and like, I guess you're kind of you foster cats too. But he's got this incredible backyard where you have a heat house and you're always looking out for the, the cats. The heated house doesn't he, actually he work ha- anymore. He has Aww. so many cats that like are his own cats but all the strays that run around and need food and need love and need care. Like Steve is always looking out for them and I will never stop applauding you for that. I did not know you were a cat person. You are my new BFF. <laughs> 
Very I love this movie that. talk, bringing yes. people together. Speaking of, speaking of, actually, I'll do a plug. Um, perhaps there are two kittens that are being fostered right now at uh, our place. So if anyone is watching who needs would be a loving family for two cats, please let us know. If you're in there the LA go. area, hit Steve yes, up exactly. on what's your Twitter handle? Uh, Collider Frosty. Okay, so write write that down and give a cat a home. All right, my pick. Uh, oh, I'm staying in the horror genre. Yes. I'm going with antlers. I'm so, so, so excited for antlers. And you know what? I've watched every single trailer for it. And I'm pretty sure <laughs> the trailers for antlers have not given away anything major, but they just, they keep inching forward with information little by little. And this last one really just gripped me. It looks so atmospheric and terrifying. And I could not love the team involved in this movie any more than I do. You have Scott Cooper directing, but one of my favorite things about this is Nick Antosco, who's responsible for doing the Channel Zero series that I love so much. Mm-hmm. He's a writer on it. Of course, we have Guillermo del Toro involved. It stars Carrie Russell. I'm freaking out over this movie. I really do have the highest hopes for it. And please let it be one of my favorite horror movies of 2020. Now I feel bad going in with such high expectations, but with an A-plus team like that, how can you not? If if I had heard any buzz, I would say that the buzz is quite good on it. If you have heard any If I hypothetically Steve, heard anything just, about it. You just spoiled Steve. the bus to me, Steve. You just, you just spoiled it? No, what? I'm kidding. No, no I was going to be like... <laughs> I, know, I know that I know. tone. You, you kicked off my 2020 on a high note. But I'm you know so what? excited. I feel like it could be really good because we have... We horror fans have been so blessed the last couple of years. Because like, this genre, I mean, th- how many amazing horror movies did we get this year, last year? I, I think this is going to be great. And so is Candyman. I'm very excited about I this. I cannot wait. All right. We do have three more movies to get to. But before we go on over there, I got to tell you about some cool stuff coming your way on the Collider Video YouTube channel. Or maybe stuff that's already available to you right now. Like a whole bunch of episodes of Mailbag. Here's a promo. Hey everyone, John Roca here, the host of Collider Mailbag. A new episode drops every Saturday and Sunday in your face and in your ears, answering the questions from you fans about the world of entertainment, film, and television. Me and great guests from our sphere do the best to answer your questions from Twitter, from Instagram, and of course, email as well, every Saturday and Sunday. On top of all of that, guess what? Movie Talk is coming back live tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. PT. And on top of that, you're also going to get a very special episode of Collider Jedi Council. They are breaking down the entire season of The Mandalorian. So you do not want to miss that on the Collider Video YouTube channel. All right. We have one more round to do around the table. Steve, what's your last pick? Uh this is a real debate, and I want to stress that there is a lot of movies coming out in 2020 that I could not wait to see. And ultimately, I ended up picking Free Guy, which is the Ryan Reynolds film uh, directed by Sean Levy. Uh, I I don't know if I can say that. Fuck it. I, sorry. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I was thinking about if I could say something, and maybe we'll edit that. But um, I got to do a set visit on this movie. Cool. And I'm what I saw, what I know, what I saw in Brazil at CCXP – uh, leads me to believe that this is going to be something really special and super original and fun. And for people that have not seen the trailer, uh, Ryan Reynolds is basically in an open world video game that realizes that he can change his life. And it's like, imagine the bank teller in Grand Theft Auto <laughs> all of a sudden realizes that he can do things. What a clever concept. It really is. It, that it we seems have, really so smart. Seen as much. Yeah. yeah, that's a pretty it's, or, it's unique, a, original and idea. That, and that's and the other thing. It's coming out yeah. for July 4th weekend. It is really hard to make a, like a big budget original movie like this. Um, 
it's just hard nowadays, but Ryan, what I've seen is very funny and massive and fun. And I think we all know what, like the, the great thing about it coming out now is we all know what an open world video game is. Mm -hmm. The large, the, my mom the, might not, <laughs> but what I, well, they can advertise it, but basically most, and also like all the grand theft auto fans, all the video game fans, mm -hmm, they right. all know. And there are things in this that video game fans will really appreciate. Um, I, anyway, I couldn't be more excited for it. And, but man, it was a tough to pick this one. There's just a lot of movies this year. I just like hearing you describe it as, or thinking that it's going to be a very original feeling movie and also saying it's going to be fun because that time of year with Ryan Reynolds in the lead with this concept, that's exactly what you want. I mean, we can probably apply the term four quadrant to this one. I don't know. I think this could be one of the big surprise hits of next year. And I, I also, hope it is. I agree because especially because we are talking a lot about franchise movies and it's nice to get excited about something that's an original concept. So and when you, the first? people involved, like Sean's Sean's resume just to me proves that he can kind of you know uh, find gold in a concept like this in the middle of the summer. It's just with his body of work, he captures like the imagination of such a wide audience all the time. So we should point out if people don't realize Sean's name, he did Real Steel. He's done a ton of movies, but mostly recently he's been doing Stranger Things. Yes, he does uh, two episodes a year on Stranger Things. He's the one who brought it to Netflix. Um, his company, Twenty One Laps. Uh, so he's been doing that every year. I feel like I would connect the dots most strongly because why I brought that up was specifically Real Steel. It's like when you look at like the charm and the appeal that movie has and how well he works in the world building. I mean, it's just such a cool concept that you kind of want to play along with as right. it's playing out. I love it. All right, what's your last one, Dorina? Uh, well, I'm bringing it back to franchises because I cannot forget about one of my favorite franchises of mm -hmm. all time, and that is Bill and Ted Face the Music. I cannot wait for this movie. This is one of the happiest uh, news items I've ever heard. Like, when somebody brings back a reboot, I'm just like, really? They're doing that? This made me super happy. Uh, this is, I think, the movie that the world needs right now because I hope that they keep with the theme of being excellent to each other and Keanu and, and to see both Bill and Ted back also because their kids are supposed to be in this mm -hmm. movie. I am in love with, I have a crush on that girl. What's her name? Samara, Samara Weaving. Weaving. She's supposed to be in this movie too. It's directed, I believe by the same guy who did galaxy quest. So there's no way this movie's going to be bad. So I'm very excited. If only they could bring back George Carlin, then they would be perfect. Sam Weaving has me super pumped because right. if you look at every single thing she's done, she's just got this like infectious kind of humor and it just seems like such a perfect pairing to put her in that world. So I'm excited. For, I really do think it's only a matter of time. Not that she already isn't a familiar name, but it's only a matter of time before she like blows up Completely in Hollywood. Agree. She's going to be one of the biggest stars like in, we see in the next decade. I feel like this was the year of Florence Pugh, and maybe next year's going to be Samara Weaving. Even this year, though, yeah. was kind well, she like, was great, she, but she had, but she had ready or not. Yeah. And, and it's not even just Bill and Ted. Next year, I believe Guns Akimbo is also coming out. You know, yeah. that's not really going to make wide release waves. But when you see her in that, you're just going to be like, you are nuts and I love you. She's really great. She's also really good in Babysitter. If you that guys too. have not checked that out. Available on Netflix. Yeah. And I think a sequel is being made to that. Really? I think you're right. I'm pretty confident mm, in yeah. actually. All right. One more to go. Hey, guess what? I'm sticking in the horror genre. I have to say Halloween Kills. I'm so I'm so curious. So I'm shocked by your pick. Yeah. I know, really. Shocked. Everybody knows yeah. how big of a fan of the 2018 Halloween movie I am because, I mean, you just expressed a similar sentiment. I was really nervous about that coming back. I, I 
don't know if I wanted another one. And then when I saw what I got, it's one of those things that I think holds tight to what made me love the Halloween film franchise from the very beginning. But it takes just enough of a step forward. It adds just the right new characters around Laurie Strode. And it really just like it struck a very special chord with me. It was one of my favorite scores of that year. It had some of my favorite set pieces. And I think Which it we left got off to see life blows my mind mm-hmm. that that night i feel like i almost didn't walk out of that building just to hear the original halloween score perfectly blend into the 2018 version and i'm so glad i captured it all in video because if you only know like knew how many times i've watched that since we were there no but, I, that, that was a very happy uh to see john carpenter live with perry there oh my god a very happy moment but i'm just i, I am curious about where they're going to go with the story because I feel like the 2018 version had a nice sense of finality to it but I can see little bits about you know how they could maybe expand those characters even more especially with the younger generations that we hadn't known before so I am rooting for them to nail this sequel script how do you feel Steve I feel like I I didn't love the movie like you did but I loved everything to do with uh Laurie's character mm-hmm. so that's what I'm hoping they 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 emphasize more I'm not sure I have no idea what the movie's going to be about but it's clearly could be good and if we get John Carpenter and his son to do more music I'm happy uh I, I really, I am not as much of a horror fan as you guys. Right. Uh, I thought Halloween was very, very well done. And I believe that uh, David Gordon Green is a really talented filmmaker. Danny McBride's involved in this. Like, I, I mean, my thing is that they did a great job with Halloween. And as lo- if, if you do a great job, you should, if you want to make a sequel, get rewarded to make a sequel. Right. The, they planned out, obviously, movie two and movie three. And... I would like to think that, listen, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to realize that movie two is going to probably end on a cliffhanger and go into movie three. Uh, but I, I firmly believe that uh, that these movies are going to be good just because they did such a great job with uh, Halloween in 2018. I'm, I'm really enthusiastic. Faith. Yeah, it, could, it really it, does make me feel good when you have faith in a movie that I'm excited about. I mean, I it mean, could have been horrible and it was not. So that's was, always nice. David Gordon <laughs> Green is a really good filmmaker. Yeah. But, is, but with, we were talking about, you know, corporate o- overlords. And- See, but you know what the secret is? They made this. They made Halloween for like $5 million or right. something super cheap. It's the budget. And when you have a, such a limited budget, right. you get to do whatever the hell you want. Because there's no corporate. The Universal is not sitting over them mm-hmm. watching. Because for $5 million, and then if they spend 20 to market it, it's nothing. And it's the Blumhouse approach. It's a Blumhouse movie. Exactly. And exactly. whenever you look at some of the higher-ups that are involved in overseeing the making of this movie, those are all horror fans, like, to their like to their core. They right. believe in these brands, and they really genuinely... I'm not saying anybody out there working on a different one didn't genuinely want to make a good movie, but I don't know. They just have some folks over there that really understand the genre to the deepest extent, and it always gives me faith on things that they're working on. Agreed. Now, also, you know, Ryan Turek uh, is over there. And exactly. He is like, he's the linchpin, I believe, on the Halloween yes. movies, and he is a super fan and very smart and used to run a horror website mm-hmm. and he made the transition and even Ryan make the, it even made that cool event uh, slashback video that I mm-hmm. loved. Listen, I, Ryan's a really smart guy and there's no way he's going to screw it up. Like, I, I have to believe that they are going to, these next two sequels are going to be good. Just, you know, and again, they're doing the same model. It's like being made limited budget, complete freedom. All right. Before we move on to some Twitter questions, which we collected from you guys, I'll give you quickly the opportunity. Is there anything you didn't mention that you want to shout out right now? A hundred percent. I know you have a list. Yeah, I have a list. So 
<laughs> I feel like I'm at the Oscars. You made um, a real paper list, not yeah, on your phone. Of, Look well, at you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I have to bring up no uh, uh, Top Gun Maverick. Yes. Um, I have seen the trailer to that, and I know an awful lot about this movie and some of the things that they did in terms of stunts. And the thing that has blown me away about the footage is just how real it looks and not the quick cuts like in Six Underground, Michael Bay's movie, where it's like, I don't even know where I am. Top Gun is long cuts. Tom Cruise really flying. The cinematography looks insane. If you had told me like a year or two ago that they were going to make a Top Gun movie and I would be super excited, I would have said no, no, and no. But based on the footage alone, I'm like, yes, yes, and yes. Like, it's mm-hmm. unbelievable. Um, uh, Marvel's Eternals. Yes, that's a good one. Okay. Down at CCXP, again, CCXP, uh, they showed us raw footage from the camera and it looks unlike any Marvel movie I've seen I was, like, blown away by the footage. Just completely blown away. I The reason Marvel is Marvel is because of Eternals. You have King Jack Kirby, his work coming to life. You have footage that looks unlike any other Marvel movie. Couldn't be more excited. Um, I had Bill and Ted 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Kingsman. The Kingsman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that franchise. I love that it's going back in time. I love Matthew Vaughn. Uh, Last Night in Soho, the new Edgar Wright. Yes. Yes. Edgar has not made a bad movie. Yes. He is flawless. Mm -hmm. So anything he does needs to be like a national holiday. (laughs) And the fact that he has a new movie coming out, um, couldn't be more excited. Uh, Those are... I think that's basically some of the highlights. I mean, we already... You mentioned Dune and stuff. But look, the other thing... The movies that I think I'm most excited for are the ones that are not on my radar. The ones Mm -hmm. that are going to come out of nowhere and just like completely surprise you. You know, like is the trial, the Chicago 7, the Aaron Sorkin movie, is that going to, I think it's being filmed and I think it's coming out later this year. I think it's wrapped actually, like an Aaron Sorkin movie. Like how can you not be excited? So anyway, there's a lot of movies that I'm excited for. Uh, No, I agree, especially because we did have such a great year of movies, 2019. So I think uh, it it seems like uh, Hollywood is uh, changing a little bit and updating itself in a a good way. And so I'm hoping that's what we get for 2020. I'm obviously excited about Tenet, which which we talked about. Um, If I want to do more franchise, franchise stuff i'm pretty curious to see soul uh, yeah. a pixar movie just because it's an interesting concept and i feel like it could be another inside out you know that uh i, I i'm i haven't been as big of a fan of the of the latest disney pixar movies but i hope we go back to that um so i i just hope that basically we go into the theater and they all make us cry if i if i can actually say something real quick i'm also looking forward to onward yeah. which yeah. is the pixar onward movie they showed a, a lot of footage at Again, CCXP, mm-hmm. and I like was ready to like cry in the theater. Like, there's some beautiful stuff. Right. So, Pixar's Onward really was was good. I'm sorry for interrupting. No, 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 you're good. I, I'm excited for that as well. Um, another franchise too that I'm excited to see a trilogy is uh, the new Conjuring movie. Because I really like that trilogy. You I th- took the words right out of oh, my there mouth. You go. Of course you did. Because we're such <laughs> horror nerds. You brought here. it up. Yeah, I, I had to. I, wait, I wait. Think that- you guys are excited for horror movies. I know. Never. It's so weird, right? It's so <laughs> bizarre. I, I think it could be really good. Uh, it's one of the few, like, sort of new trilogies that, that are, are original that, that 
scared me because, you know, growing up Catholic Mexican, uh, being scared of like possession, all that stuff. So it really freaked me out. I loved it. The um, story that they're basing the new installment on exactly. is like super rich. I really do think that could be insanely cinematic. And I'm excited for Michael Chaves. Admittedly, I wouldn't have been bummed to hear that James Wan was completing his trilogy. But after seeing La Llorona, I didn't love the script in that movie, right. but I did love his style. And I thought he probably had a great working relationship with his actors because I thought he brought the most out of all of them. So he really could be a good pairing with The Conjuring 3 if I can't get James Wan again. So I'm exactly. rooting for him. Yeah, no, I and it's, and I hope it's kind of like the paranormal activities of the world where it's like the third one is like the best one, you know? So know. Uh, especially with the concept you're talking about and everybody being such a big fan of murder documentaries. I don't know what's wrong with you people. Oh, uh, like the true crime craze right exactly. now. Exactly. It's a real uh, thing. Uh, and I guess the last one I would say that, that I'm excited, that I want to be excited about more so than I don't know how it's going to actually uh, turn out is the new Ghostbusters, yeah. right? I'm rooting for this movie. I want it to be good. I'm a big fan of the original franchise. Wasn't a huge fan of the last one, so I hope this is much better. That trailer looked good too. It really does. That trailer they released a trailer for, for Ghostbusters. Oh, it's Steve, shut up. <laughs> Wait, did you watch it? I actually couldn't tell if you really watched it or I not. not. I didn't. No, but I'm really looking oh, I forward. I thought you like knew a spoiler. I was like, do not tell no, me. No, <laughs> Jason Jason Reitman is a really good filmmaker, and I I would argue he's underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think enough people appreciate his work, and if anyone is going to like, I really believe he's going to. There's no way like to take on his dad's thing. Agreed. Like the only way he's going to have done it is if. Uh, um, if he had an idea, like something that he had to do. So yep. I, I have complete faith it's going to be good. I just and, wanna... and a lot of the cast is returning. So. Yes, yeah. that's always a, a good sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, three titles that I've actually already seen that I think everyone should keep an eye out for. Uh, St. Maud. I think you would really like that. That was a movie that I caught at TIFF. I believe A24 picked it up for release. We also have a movie a called The Platform coming out on Netflix. I don't know when next year, but we already reviewed The Platform on an episode of Movie Talk. And that concept, like... One of the most like genius concepts I've seen in a while, a completely original thing. And not that they're going to do this, but I think it would be so easy to franchise that idea. But that movie is exceptionally well done. And one of my favorite movies that I saw too many times in 2019 was The Lodge. And then when they bumped The Lodge from a late 2019 release date to 2020, I was all upset because it would have been very close to making my top 10 of 2019. So that's one to look forward to as well. Before we say goodbye, let's hit two Twitter questions right now. You guys ready for it? Ready. This one is from Nick Field, who's asking, is 2020 the year another studio dethrones Disney at the box office? You could argue Warner Brothers has the stronger overall slate. Um, As somebody who loves V for Vendetta, I hope Disney doesn't do as good. Is that bad to say? <laughs> you can say whatever no, you want. No, I don't. I, I don't hope. I don't want anyone or anything to fail uh, in in their goals because obviously, no matter even big corporations are still you know making jobs for people. So of course, I don't want anything to fail. But I also don't like monopolies. So you know, I hope that there's an opportunity for other companies to shine this year. That's a very good follow up. There. there you go. Uh, I don't fully know off the top of my head Disney's lineup for the year. But I will say that it is absolutely not their 2019 lineup because the 2019 lineup was something out of like a surreal dream. I mean, you have all these live action remakes. Mm -hmm. You know, they basically released everything. They had Frozen 2. They have Star Wars. They already broke 10 billion at the global box office. Lion King, Lady and the Tramp. Yeah, like it's it's well, Lady and the Tramp was uh, Disney Plus, but oh, that's right. 
Are Disney's, you Disney explaining me, Steve? No, no, no. <laughs> the, oh, I like that. The I don't think Disney is Disney's going to have a really tough time repeating this year's box office yeah. in any future year. Also, because we're going to have the trajectory of the box office going down right. for the foreseeable future. Just and we didn't even mention uh, Marvel. <laughs> Like any yeah, but, that, and all but that's that. what I'm. Yeah. Um, no, are, you, I, I, are you talking specifically about Disney? Yeah, I'm saying. Whole... Look, basically, Disney had a, a freak year this year yeah. in terms of they had so many films right. that were so huge. Uh, I don't know who's. I don't know what the future holds, but I don't think Warner Brothers has the IP to take out Disney. Right. I think, and I, yeah, I heard that, and uh, I think that Disney next year because they own Pixar and Marvel and live action and. Mm-hmm. I think Disney's going to be number one next year. I think it's hard to beat... Or let me rephrase, this year. <laughs> I think it's hard to beat year. Disney just because they have so much, too. I mean, that's that's kind of what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Even when you take an endgame out of the equation, they still have so many more blockbuster mm-hmm. movies than all of the other studios. That does lead into the second Twitter question I grabbed here from Admiral Jack Barr, who writes, <laughs> that's great, there is no clear movie that is the front runner for being the highest grossing film of 2020. Unlike previous years, if you had to predict the film to make the most money next year, what film would it be and how? How much we covered a similar story a movie talk back last year in December because I believe Deadline wrote a piece I think it was Deadline I hope I'm not miscrediting now but they wrote a piece about how Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker could be one of the last movies until 2021 to cross 450 million plus at the global box office mm-hmm. when it debuts there's nothing on the calendar for next year that is looking to go down that path. The only thing that they point out in that article that I agree with that I think has the closest shot is the new Fast and Furious movie. Oh, that's a good one. What what company is Universal. that? Universal. Well, there you go. But that that really is unless something, you know, pops out of nowhere and who knows what can happen. I look think that hap- brand-wise that's the one that can do it. Look at what happened with Joker, right? Like that's that exactly. was that was a huge surprise for a lot of people. I was very happy about it because I was one of the people that loved it, right? So I hope we get something like that. What if it happens with Birds of Prey? It, it's 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 completely possible. It's not going to be a, another Star Wars. It's not going to be another Avengers movie. I, I think. But. I, I think. I think what she's saying though is like, and what the article is saying is, like a four hundred million dollar global box right. office weekend. Birds of Prey can't do that. Yeah, it's never no. going to touch that number. And no. I know what you mean. Like right out the gate too. Yeah. But do you think any movie that's coming out is going to do that? Because I'm not, trying to think, and I, I just don't I think see it's it. going to be a very very unlikely thing to happen in 2020. I think we'll be having that discussion more so maybe in 2021, but I don't even think I could make that prediction this far in advance when we don't know what the state of the box office is going to be by then. Yeah, I I don't see a movie in 2020 that can do 450 at the global box office opening weekend. I think that there's a number of movies that can do... You don't think Wonder Woman could do it? 450? Yeah. That's a well, how much how much money did the world, original Wonder Woman make worldwide by the end of its global run? It was somewhere in the eight hundreds. Okay. Right, but the sequel for Wonder Woman is going to be massive. That's like, what there's I mean. no, and also I believe it's the thing that Wonder Woman has that's so different than a typical blockbuster, and people don't really realize it is that. So typically, they finish a movie like Cats was finished two days a day before the world premiere, yes, five days was. before release. Indeed it was, can confirm. Right. So, <laughs> but then you have other movies that get finished. The reason why, tr- very close to release, within a month, mm. the reason why marketing for movies gets better and better as it gets closer to release is they're getting finished VFX shots that they can then use in these trailers, which is why the last Godzilla movie looked so much better right. as the final trailer came out. What Wonder Woman 1984 has, which is unlike any major movie, 
The movie's done. VFX shots are finished. I'm about to run. Well, there's an article on Collider that is the Patty Jenkins Gal Gadot interview mm-hmm. that I that I did, and they talked about how the movie is finished. Mm-hmm. So we're talking five six months before release. So now they can craft trailers on final VFX shots and find like they have it all, so they can craft trailers to sell the movie in the right. best possible way for Where the months. The CG is not going to look crappy because post production has already started it's, so early on. It's right. done. Right. All the VFX shots are done. So you have a global day and date because it's completely finished mm-hmm. and you can release it with dialects and right. subtitles and whatever. So Wonder Woman 1984 has a real chance of making a ton of money as a global de- debut. I would say that has one of the highest possibilities because people love her. Mm-hmm. It's a superhero movie. But I don't know if it can do 450. Like, it's 450 is tough. Just to to end this on a little bit of a positive note, because we've been so like so happy and looking forward to all the wonderful things to come in 2020 before the doom and gloom starts. It's not going to. I'm rooting for everything to succeed. What do you guys think is going to be the thing at the box office that just pops? I'm not talking necessarily about 450 global weekend of release. I'm thinking about you know something that maybe we're looking forward to now, but could really crush it in the long run. Because the first thing that came to my mind was In the Heights. Ooh. Oh, you're talking about something like yeah. under the radar. Something, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, not that In the Heights is that under the radar, but it's not considered, you know, the next Marvel movie, right, right, Star right. Wars movie, DC movie. It's, uh, but I think it's got a good chance of really just like capturing the hearts of so many people out there. That's a great trailer. That actually, yeah. I'm not, I, I, as a huge fan, uh, surprising to all my uh, goth fans, uh, <laughs> I don't have any fans. My mom, though. Uh, no, it, I think that I love musicals and I feel like that's one of the musicals that, I, I like, but I don't love the music as much. And I saw the trailer and actually got really excited. Mm-hmm. I think it looks beautiful. Which I, music do you like more? The Cats music or the In the Heights music? Mm, that's a tough one. I'm <laughs> not a really? huge fan of the Cats music. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to bring up yeah. Cats every yeah. opportunity I get. I don't care if it's not a 2020 movie. It's coming with us. <laughs> um, I could see maybe Top Gun doing pretty well. Right? I mean, yeah. that's everybody's going to go see that. Steve's going to see that. Yeah, listen, I mean, any Marvel movie is going to do really well. It, like, you could just put the Marvel logo in front of something of and people are going. So I don't think, like, Marvel counts uh, because all those movies do well. And I think all the superhero movies do well uh, because that's the most popular genre on the planet right now. Um, I, I really think that uh, Nolan's Tenet is going to be mm-hmm. one of the highest of the year because it's going to be a spectacle. It's going to be original. And people love original well done mm-hmm. action movies that they've like. I mean, it looks like, from what I understand, it could be like Nolan's Bond, if you will. You know, like that kind of a thing. Which was going to be my other options. Like, what about No Time to Die? Listen, I couldn't be more excited for that movie, and it almost made my list, and I forgot to write it down on my sheet of paper to bring it up. But I, I'm a huge Daniel Craig fan as mm-hmm. Bond. I think he's amazing he's in it. He's my favorite Bond. Yeah, I mean, he's amazing, mm-hmm. and I think that. Uh, I'm really optimistic about it. I know there was a lot of work on that screenplay and so many people had a crack at it and God, I just want it to be good. Yes. And you know? Phoebe Waller-Bridge, man. She's yeah. one of the people. She's, she's High great. Hopes. Yes. High hopes. Optimism all around on this very first day of the new year. Steve, Darina, thank you so much for being here and same to Adam in the booth. 
Happy New Year to all of you. I hope you have a wonderful day continuing to celebrate. You guys have no idea what's coming your way on Collider in 2020. We have so many cool things brewing. We can't wait to share all the plans with you, but you got to hold out on that right now. But don't leave this video without liking and sharing it. And then tune in tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. PT, for a brand new live edition of Movie Talk. Happy New Year. Stay little chico, pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Orangutans. They're beautiful, playful, and majestic, and disappearing. Every day, as many as 20 orangutans vanish. They starve to death when their homes are destroyed or are killed when they stray into villages in search of food. International Animal Rescue is fighting for the survival of the critically endangered orangutan. But we can't do it without you. Please visit internationalanimalrescue.org and help us save orangutans before it's too late. That's internationalanimalrescue.org.